Shit, I'm never like you know it's but you pack it with the automatics. We gon' set them to have it. Wait, 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 wait. Hey, hey. This is the Ultimate Men's Playbook Podcast. I'm back. You're back. We're ready to kick some ass. Today's topic is for anybody out there who needs to grab attention in the marketplace. Anybody out there who's an entrepreneur or a business person who needs to start hitting home runs. I'm going to tell you right now, there's a movement going on right now. It's been going on for the last two, three years. And frankly, it makes me want to puke. It's called the woke movement. You got a bunch of squeaky wheels getting all the oil. And there's so many good people just kind of standing by the wayside, too afraid to say jack shit over this movement. And personally, it's making me sick. Listen, there's a lesson to be learned about this. The squeaky wheel does get all of the grease. I get that. But there's a proper way to do that. And there's a proper way that we can take advantage of it. And that's what this podcast talks about. Okay, in a way that's dignified, in a way you have some self-respect, because some of the shit that I'm seeing going on is fucking ridiculous. Anyway, that's my rant for today. About two years ago, COVID hit, and COVID was all over the news. That's all you saw. People were just freaking out over the pandemic. And you take a look at a guy who's probably one of the noisiest guys in social media. No, it's not Gary Vee. He's pretty noisy. I'm talking about Grant Cardone. Now, here's a guy who I get probably three or four emails a day, maybe more from Grant Cardone. He likes to be in your face. Either you love the guy or you hate the guy. And uh, he's an attention getter. And because of that, his business has grown like wildfire. He was drowned out. He was completely drowned out by the pandemic. What did he do? He shaved his head. Now, obviously, he did that for a TV show to go undercover. But he shaved his head. And he announced that he was selling his jet. He had announced that he had gone bankrupt. He had to go so far as to saying he was bankrupt. I remember him getting the phone saying, hey, listen, Larry, I need to make this deal with you if you're interested in buying the plane. Uh, And he was just making it seem like he was just down and out. And guess what happened? All of a sudden, I see all these feeds talking about Grant Cardone's gone bankrupt. The guy grabbed attention. And then later on, he said he needed to do something drastic to basically make himself relevant in this sea of pandemia. Like it was like the pandemic was going nuts. Is that even a word, pandemia? You know what I'm talking about. Just there was so completely chaotic that he needed to grab attention. All right. And that's what he did. So what he did was there was a fire called the pandemic and he poured gas on it. He took advantage of it. And by doing so, in a attention-grabbing way, he became relevant through this situation. And then he geared all of his stuff to addressing the pandemic and how you can get out of this situation um, regardless of COVID. Now, a good buddy of mine, CJ Calvert, wonderful speaker, motivational speaker. He's an author of many books. Uh, He looks at me and he goes, Tom, this, this COVID shit, I got a great idea. Like, there are so many people struggling right now with COVID. What I'm going to do is I'm going to power through writing a book. And I think he wrote it in like 45, 60 days. He put it out in the marketplace on how to deal with the stress of COVID. Guess what ended up happening? He poured gas on the fire 
And he started getting these speaking engagements. His book was a hit. He started speaking to groups about crisis and how to manage it during this time. And he rocked it. He took advantage. He poured gas on the fire. I'm telling you right now, wherever the fire is, how do you stay relevant? By pouring your brand of gas on the fire and grabbing attention. So whatever the topic is, you take a look at the whole Will Smith situation where uh, Smith smacked Rock in the face. And then everywhere you looked on Facebook, that was the talk of the town. That was the hottest topic for a, a good week. I was talking about it. I don't usually talk about people, but it's like, holy fuck, what just happened? Will Smith lost it. There were so many ads that were tied around Will Smith for, for solar, for roofing. I mean, they used humor for, from it, but the point was that was the fire that was relevant and people started pouring gas on it to grab attention. So wherever the fire is, I want you to pour your brand of gas on it. All right. It just makes sense. Strategy number two, I am a business man. I hear the difference. I'm a businessman. I am a business man from Jay-Z, straight from Jay-Z's mouth. He doesn't run a business. He is his business, okay? Elon Musk's persona drives his businesses. Everybody knows that. He's got a cult following because he is his business. He is passionate about his business. He sleeps in his office. He works 16, 20 hours a day. Elon Musk is now Twitter. Elon Musk is Tesla. Anytime Elon Musk speaks, he rocks the world with regards to the stocks, whatever he's involved in, he is his business. When CNN was legit a long time ago, it was on the shoulders of the legendary Ted Turner. Ted Turner was the business. Think of Virgin, Virgin Galactic, Virgin Records, Virgin Airlines. It's synonymous with who? Richard Branson. He is the brand. He stands out. I like Richard Branson. I like the company Virgin because of Branson. So when you intertwine your personality with your company, you become as one. Make your business personal. It's your baby. If you treat your business, um, your brand differently, you make it personal, you just value it so much more. I mean, I'm hoping your business is your passion because if it is, I mean, you are the business. Strategy number three, we so often hear about SMART goals and it's got its own acronyms, you know, specific, measurable. I agree with that, but in some ways it's bullshit. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to set unrealistic goals. Realistic goals are not inspiring. They don't scare you. Let me give you an example. If you are trying to get into shape, and you say, I want to lose 10 pounds. That is so boring. You're going to fail. The moment somebody flashes a pizza in front of you on a Friday night, you're going to cave. You're going to be licking the pepperoni. Period. That's usually what happens. But if you say the ultimate goal is, for example, I want to get a six pack. I want to look really good in my beach body. I want to walk around feeling like a stud. And out of that, there's so many things that come from that. And I'm addicted to the fact that my wife's going to love me and not Aquaman. And she's not going to be thinking about the rock when she's making love to me. She's going to be thinking about me because of my body. Okay. That means something to me. It might not mean something to you. I hope it does. But when you start getting the unrealistic goal of, Hey, somehow, some way 
I'm going to do this and I'm going to have a kick-ass body and you attach meaning to it, even if it's completely unrealistic, that's going to empower you. That's going to get you excited. Now, somebody might be listening to this saying, oh, that's bullshit, Tom. I don't know. I don't want to get my hopes up. If you're saying I don't want to get my hopes up, dude, turn it off. I think of a guy like Goggins who was probably like 270, 280 pounds. And he said, fuck this shit. I'm going to get into shape. I'm going to look amazing. And that's why Goggins has sold like 2 million copies of his book. That's why people listen to Goggins. He goes by his last name. I don't even know what his first name is. I think it's David. Right Here's a guy who said, fuck this shit. I'm going to make shit happen. I'm going to do hard things. I'm going to work hard. And he did it. If one man can do it, you can too. Yeah, but it's Goggins. He's a military guy. Goggins couldn't even read. Goggins was out of shape. He was a self-professed bum. He made a decision. If one man can make a decision, so can you. So the point here is this. Set unrealistic goals. They're going to inspire you. Okay? That's what gets me more excited when I when I think of something unrealistic. Okay, not totally unrealistic. Like I'm not going to go to the moon. But something that's a little bit beyond your reach, all right, and go for it because it sure beats the alternative of something that you're just going to tinker with. Next point, I want you to get out of your lane. I want you to cross platforms to get noticed. Start going into other lanes. It's one thing to stay laser focused on your goals and objectives, but as a leader, your role is much bigger than keeping operations in order. You are a leader. Look at a guy like Andy Frisella. I want you to look him up if you don't know who he is. Here's the owner of First Form Nutrition. It's just a nutrition company. There's bigger nutrition companies out there. But I'm going to tell you in the Midwest, I believe it is, Mideast, I don't know where it is. I think he's in Missouri. Um, I don't know my geography that much. But here's a guy who has first form. It's a very, very uh, cult-like following. And I'm saying this in a good way because there's a lot of other really, really good nutrition companies out there that could easily drown him out. But there's something about what he's doing by changing lanes and doing this wicked podcast of his where he's getting his voice out. He's getting his message out. People resonate with him because he's a regular dude. And by venturing out into a different lane and helping men and women with just kicking ass in life and tying the brand to that in some way, just loosely connected, people are more likely to buy his brand. He wrote a book on, um, it's called, I think it's called 75 Hard, really, really popular program. So here he is again, changing lanes. Okay, this one's a little more in line with his supplement company, but 75 Hard is not an exercise program. It's a challenge. It's a challenge of mental toughness. But what he's done is he switched lanes to draw more attention to his company. Grant Cardone is a master of that. Here's a guy whose primary business is real estate investments. Why is he doing major conferences, selling out these arenas, this 10X Growth Con conference? Why is he doing that? Why does he have Floyd Mayweather speaking at the event? All right, it just makes sense. The guy's grabbing attention. And by doing that, again, changing lanes, he's drawing attention to what he's doing. I want you to do podcasts if, you, if that's something you desire. Definitely do interviews. Get yourself on YouTube. Make your presence known. Have people identify with you. Okay, they're more likely to resonate with your brand if they get to know you. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's a very obscure company. 
where you make, I don't know, you make braces for knees. If you put yourself out on YouTube and say, hi, my name is so-and-so and I'm very proud of our company and people see that, they're going to say there's a face behind that company. I like this guy. I'm going to look into these knee braces. It makes sense. I'm going to tell you right now, I am an introvert. Um, I don't like talking to people. I do it because it's important and I do like connecting to people, but I've, I grew up shy. I decided I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. I'm going to talk to people no matter what. I, I don't fear judgment. I mean, I don't give a shit what people think about me. I just don't like talking to people sometimes. But I'll tell you right now, that shouldn't stop me from trying to grab attention with my own business. All right. We've, we all have some good positive messages. We need to speak. Again, we can do the alternative. We can shut the fuck up and we can have the woke movement take over. But that's something I'm not willing to do. Strategy number five. Along the same lines, say what's on your mind. People like when leaders take a stand. Listen, you can't please everyone. If I say something guaranteed, I've already said enough that's going to offend somebody on this podcast and they're going to shut me up. I don't give a fuck. But here's the point. People know exactly where I stand. All right, they, they know. They know, for example, I'm a big fan of Ron DeSantis. That guy knows exactly where he stands, and that's why people say, I like him. He takes charge. Uh, he believes in his message. He's a leader. And there's a guy who could very well be the, uh, the next U.S. president, all right, if, uh, if Trump didn't run because he has passion and he takes a stand. How about you? Take a stand, speak your mind, and be brave enough to do so. Don't worry about the criticism. That criticism, you're going to have critics regardless of what you say, all right? And if you're looking to make friends and, you know, like kind of toe the line, people don't respect that. Think about that. If you were given an arena to completely transform your body, your focus, your finances, and your family, would you take me up on it? Join the league, leagueofelite.com. You're asking yourself right now, how does this all apply to me? Tom's mentioned some good points. How can I make this work for me? I'm going to ask you, Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor is a loser. Obviously, he's not a loser. I actually like the guy. He's got a 2-4 and four record. I'm talking about his losing record. He lost his last fight. I think he lost the one before that, or maybe he won it. I'm not sure, but I think his uh, latest uh, six matches, he's only won two. Why does he remain the biggest box office draw around? He's passionate. He speaks his mind. He stands for something. He knows how to grab attention. It's that simple. I look at a little weasel like Jake Paul. If you take a look at a guy like Jake Paul, he is annoying as fuck. Man, why is he even relevant? Why is he making a killing? He's grabbing attention. He's calling people out. But you know what? He's backing it up with boxing skills. If you take a look at that guy, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what your thoughts are of his boxing skills. He's actually not bad for a beginner. He's actually not bad. He's got some moves. He's got a bit of a punch. I don't know how he'd fare against some of the um, better guys out there, but he's still young in his career. I don't think he should be fighting top guys for a while. But the point I'm trying to make is this guy is mega relevant. All right, so you got two annoying guys, Connor and uh, Jake Paul. But let me ask you something. Would Nike be as big as it was without Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan wanted to do Adidas. 
Jordan, the Jordan brand, if you remember way back then, way back when it was Converse and it was Adidas. Nike was actually a shitty brand. I think Puma was ahead of them. I don't even think Reebok existed. You had Ruse back then, if uh, you're old enough to remember Ruse. Um, but Nike grew because of Michael Jordan. Nike grew because of the personality. Nike grew because Michael Jordan grabbed attention. Personalities make companies. Personalities make businesses. People transcend businesses. And um, you know, I look at a guy like Elon Musk, Jobs, Bezos, Branson, Mark Cuban, Donald Trump, The Rock. Think of The Rock with Under Armour, his energy drink, uh, the XFL. He puts his name on something and all of a sudden the brand something. Zoa, his energy drink. I think that's what it's called. It's just an energy drink. I don't even know if it tastes great. But the moment he put his name on it, that brand might be one of the top three brands in the United States right now. Under Armour, uh, you know what? I used to love their stuff when it was like the hardcore stuff. Now they come up with these colorful shit. I, I'm not a big fan of Under Armour anymore, but the moment Rock put his stamp on Under Armour, boy, did it ever boom because personalities make companies. Nowadays, you need to be different. Stand out. Make your mark. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Subscribe, share with your friends, and be sure to check out the Ultimate Men's Playbook available now at Amazon.com.